welcome to the Holistic Hive. We are so excited to have you join our community. This is the whole reason we're calling it a hive is because the mindset is, as a community, we are stronger. And as holistic providers, we all believe that your body is powerful and capable and it's designed to heal and repair itself. Come join us as we explore all the different avenues when it comes to health and healing and what we can help you do to grow your health and your family's health. So I am sitting in one of my favorite chairs in our office. And if you cannot tell what this is, then, um, well, I know you can. So we look at this of going, I love that it's all shapes and sizes of natural. And you've got the good perky boobs. You've got the kind of symmetrical, you've got the asymmetrical, and you've got the good floppy ones. And so we look at this of going, this is life. And this is what we do. And this is who we are. And I think that's really what I wanted to, to share and and be inspired in talking within this podcast of saying like what is it that we do and how can we grow our health in a very natural loving supportive kind way rather than being judgmental i think it's really one that we are like this is my mantra that's been expressed over the last few weeks as i teach more and more that we're all doing our best we're doing the very best that we can and when we're doing our best, we are told to not judge our old self. We're told to not judge um, and prepare even for future, but like to not judge the past because we're in a different place than we were when we were there. And when you know you did your best, then you can leave it. You can leave it all on the field for that lack of, or that term as well. Um, but I think it's also one of saying as a parent um, and watching our children go through struggles and go through issues, it really is one that it's harder to let that go. It's harder to say, I did do my best because there's moments in every single day that are not the shining moments. And there's some really ugly moments at times. And that may be ugly on the outside. It may be ugly just in our own head and in our own space. And I think that's where we, we come from a place of a lot of judgment. And we will judge others harshly, often as a reflection of judging ourselves harshly. And so the first thing I want to really suggest is that you and I, we work from this place of loving acceptance. It's one of the biggest reasons that I firmly believe in having, the, um, having a higher power and knowing that having a higher power is so important because having a higher power helps you be know, like know that you've been unconditionally loved. Love should never come with conditions. And so when you know you're unconditionally loved, then it does make it easier to love yourself and for sure love others 
and realizing that giving those conditions would never be okay. One of the biggest things I've learned is becoming a parent helped me really reshape my spiritual journey because I firmly believe that I will do anything for my children. And I watch them go through struggles. And it's, yeah, I'm frustrated at times. But honestly, my heart breaks for my children watching them go through these things and especially things that I know can have really big consequences. And sometimes they're not even able to see that because of their perspective and their short-term mindset and, and their developing brain just doesn't allow that. Um, and so I look at this going and I go back to a higher power going, I firmly believe in a kind and loving higher power rather than someone who wants to always punish us and to hurt us. And so in that mindset and in that parent mindset, if I would do the most I could for my kids and yet I am forced to watch my children at times fail, at times I watch my children literally like sabotage their own success, then I wonder, um, like we're not like we're doing it and we're doing it in our own adult lives. And we think that sometimes we're past that. And the answer is we're not always past that. And so the first thing I want to say as I'm, I'm in this is like really these keys to success and keys to living a healthy whole life. And it's not going to be a complete list, but one of them is going to have and, and be compassionate and graceful for yourself. When we can learn compassion and love and grace for ourselves, then it's much easier to give it to others because we've been practicing that. I'm a huge believer in giving a lot of compassion to people because I hope that they actually give me grace and give me compassion as needed when needed. And I also have learned that I really need to be nicer to myself and that if I'm highly critical, then it's probably a reflection of where I am in my life as well. So that's the first thing I'm going to say is really start out with this, this place of gratitude and abundance and love. And I know that sounds trite at times. I know that it can be overwhelming to even hear that at times, but the ultimate thing I'm going to say with it is it also can be the most freeing and the most um, kind and loving thing you can do at the time is just to say, I'm, I can just meet myself where I am. The next part is that, and the next suggestion I have is to really start working on your headspace. Without realizing it, we really raise our next generation um, because they mirror us. And so we raise them with our same issues and our same um, negative space. So if we have made something a really big deal, then our kids are going to inherit that and their views and their view of life, their view of other people, but then their view of life and their view of themselves is going to be shaped through you. So realize you're modeling behavior, good and bad, you're just modeling it. So a great example would be is if you have an issue with your self-esteem and your self-worth and your body, so it's like I'm lumping those together, which I know they're not always appropriate to be lumped, but if you, you're constantly saying something about your body or about you not being good enough or worth it, and what that's going to do is teach your children the same thing. And it's really hard and painful to hear that, but I also think it's really important that we, we face that and we realize that we have power to raise our next generation um, happy and healthy and whole. So we need to make sure that we're working on that and this outward expression and these words that we say without thinking it fully through actually are being listened to in the biggest way. And so that's the next part is really be mindful of the words that you say out loud and the words that you say inside your own head because they do make a way outside. So compassion, grace, and then watching your words. Then let's go through like healthy days. I think it's so important to talk about a healthy day rather than a healthy week or a month or a year because it really are those daily habits that create success. 
It's the daily habits that create who you are long-term. It's the daily habits that really are an expression of who you are. And I love the expression of like, follow someone around for a day and you'll know their life. It's like, because it could be, it is always um, an opportunity to see someone at their best and sometimes at their worst in that day and how you respond to opportunities, how you respond to struggles really says so much about you. And so I'm a big believer in making your bed. And I think that is a funny one. It's luckily something I picked up, probably not as a teenager. Um, for sure, I picked it up in college. I wanted a really clean space. I had roommates. And that's, I think, to be honest, it's like, I think I was always clean, but that's when it really started to make sense to me that I am part of an environment with other people around me. And I really want my space to be, um, if, not a, if not uplifting, at least appropriate and, and welcoming. Um, but here's what is really cool. I read this recently that you are, um, people who make their bed um, have a 200% increase chance of being a millionaire. And I go, okay, well, if that doesn't give you enough reason to make your bed, but let's talk about why that matters. Because when you make your bed, you've already achieved something. You can check mark it off the list. When you make your bed, your space, your home space, that bedroom is now more inviting and it's calm. I'm a big believer in clean rooms and clean spaces and it can't and may not be able to be every space in your house, especially with our kids. But by having um, less clutter and having a clean space to be in, it actually declutters your mind. And it's really important that when we're in chaos and we're in um, crisis, that we're able to have a place that can help just neutralize and bring things down and calm things down. The next thing is that you have a morning routine that you are drinking, you're hydrating yourself in the morning, you're getting any supplements or any good food started in the morning so that you're starting your day really fueling and building up your body for success, realizing that your body is what you give it. So we wanna make sure you're giving it the right things and that you're taking care of yourself in this morning routine. I'm a big believer in the mindset of this mental, emotional work that we do in the morning. We could do some spiritual work in the morning. We do some physical work in the morning and to set your day up right. I will tell you as a mom, I am not um, one that's going to be able to get up at 5 a.m. and put that time in while I was taking care of nursing a baby through the night or a toddler and the issues that they were having with teething or whatever it was in the middle of the night for them. I think, again, it's time and place. And so it's really hard for someone to hear this and to think, well, I'm not successful because I don't do X, Y, and Z. I think in the morning, I would love to get up and move. And that may mean I just simply get up and move around more. I'd love to get outside and get the sun on my face because of the circadian rhythms and really teach myself to really work with, like that uplifting longevity. Like that would be amazing. Can I do that every morning? Nope. Um, do I try? Do I make an effort? Yes. Um, when I look at this of saying, do I get this mental, emotional, spiritual aspect in the morning? I do that actually quite regularly because I'm a big fan of podcasts and I'm a big fan of like pouring on and pouring within and setting my day up really in a strong way. So again, it doesn't always have to be regimented 20 minutes working out while I'm listening to a podcast. And then from there, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to educate myself for, for 20 minutes. Um, and, and then I'm going to like put this all together. It's like, you got to realize there's this big wax and wane in our lives. And right now your life may be insane. Um, or it's just out of control and you actually need some structure. Or it could be that just right now you're going to do the best you can. And that may mean that you grab time here and there. But the goal is throughout the day you're going to be moving and that you're adding movement to your life. The goal is throughout the day that you're going to be listening to uplifting things or you're going to have a time for that. 
or you're going to have a book that you're going to read a couple pages from every day. It's like you start making deals with yourself and you start making commitments to yourself. And I'll tell you, the more that you actually follow through those commitments, the further up leveling you have, because when you can follow through with your own commitments that no one else knows about, but when you're following through with your own commitments, what this does is it gives your own brain and body this confidence and the certainty that you will show up for it. And that's so important to say that. And it's so important to be in that space. And then we look at throughout the day, it's like, I, I'm a big um, believer in looking at different aspects of our daily lives and, and really showing up fully and invested fully that anyone can show up physically. I want people to show up around me who are engaged and, and want to be there. So they're showing up mentally, emotionally, as well as physically, and they're ready to get to work and we're ready to serve other people. I look at one of the highest things I get to do is to be able to serve other people. I love being a family chiropractor. Like I'm so proud of being a family chiropractor because I truly get to serve families on a regular basis. And I get to inspire lots of people through teaching and education and our practice. And that's so important to me. And it's also one that I've raised my children in this life. And I, I figured it out. I'm not always pretty with it and it wasn't always clean, but we definitely got muddy together and we've definitely had fun together and we've definitely um, also gone through some tears and some really hard times together. And it's that togetherness that is really important to, to share and to, to really keep that um, with our children appropriate conversations around um, life and around what is real and what is going on. I want my children to be excited about the world that they're going into rather than it's never going to be better or this is the worst time. And it's like, who would want to be raised in that, that space? And so I think we need to be, again, like listen to the words that we say as adults. It's like, oh, I'd never want to grow up right now. Well, actually your kids are growing up right now. And so you need to help them. You need to help them through this process. And you need to help make it uplifting and inspiring for them. And what's really cool is we know the research is that this generation actually is really engaged. And this young generation believes that they can make a change to the world by who they are and by doing something for the greater good. And I think that's just amazing to say that these kids are ready and willing to help serve other people and what a great place to be. And so I look at this really good, healthy life and say it has to have all these different components in it. And at the same time, they don't have to be structured. They don't have to be perfect. They just need to be intentional and they need to be timely. I'll say that your children truly need time with you, not just quality time, and you can grab snippets here and there. No, they truly need quality time and quantity of time. One of the biggest things I learned in the heart, like in the worst way, was as my kids were getting older, I really thought I could get back into practice. Um, and I say back in, I raised my family in practice. I had a baby right before I graduated. So it's like I never really did anything without having kids. But when they were young, I had my um, providers, my daycare providers who were amazing and lovely and helped raise my kids so I could have a very clean outline to my day. As my kids started going to school and getting older, I really felt that I could just put in more hours at the practice because my kids don't need me as much. And what I actually found was the opposite was true, that my kids, as they're going into middle school, junior high and high school, they actually started showing and kicking back and having some major issues. And what I learned was that they were like screaming at me, they needed more time with me. Um, and so I changed it. Like it was, it was a radical um, ch transition in my practice to realize that I have to be there for my kids. And if I didn't do it then, I, I don't wanna think about what would happen. And I am actually, I regret that I didn't do that sooner. And I, and I didn't acknowledge this sooner of what my kids needed. 
And so that's my advice is like life happens as you're making plans. Um, I love that expression. I think it's also one of the things I want to live my very best life right now. And so instead of me waiting until my kids are older or younger or um, more independent or until I make so much money or until whatever, it's like we do so many limiting beliefs and so many qualifiers in our life. I'm a huge um, advocate of just saying acknowledge those and get rid of those because right now you can have the very best life you've ever had. It all starts with your perspective and your mindset and ownership. You can't control everything, but you do have a lot of control. And so start exercising the control that you do have in a really beautiful way. Realize the opportunities and the power that you have to inspire other people. The opportunities and the opportunities um, to, obviously opportunity is a big word, but the opportunity to really help shape the next generation. If we realize that with that opportunity comes that responsibility, then I think it's one that we're going to sit down and really go, ooh, I'm going to be more purposeful in that. And so we do family meetings every week. That's one thing we've found has been highly successful in our lives is to sit down, especially as our kids are teenagers now. It's like we're sitting down, everyone has their phones out because we're on um, our calendar apps. And we're actually going through each and every day because what I've found for myself is when I have to make a very quick decision um, or feel like I'm behind or catch up, like that creates not anxiety in a bad way, but this anxious feeling. And I just don't think as well. And so if I already know that about myself, then I can be purposeful with my day. That doesn't mean that things don't happen. I can't like totally work within it. But if I know where my children need to be or where I need to be, and if something comes up, it's like I can normally find time to carve things out quite easily because I've got the big stuff already in there. And I'm not going to forget the big stuff because the other thing I've really learned is I have to work within my learning style. My learning style is shiny object syndrome, which means I will be distracted by something while I'm working on something else. So I have to have moments of focus and clarity. And then I have to have moments where it's just like, decompress, chill out. Um, then I'll go for a walk and then I'll go back to work. And it's like, and really just weaving it throughout my life and my day has been more successful for me than having really regimented hours and regimented times, but I have absolutely focused times. And I have my to-do list, which will start out in the morning and it's two to three things. That's it, you guys, like two to three things in the morning, I gotta get done. And guess what? Normally in the afternoon, I have another to-do list of those two to three things that have to get done this afternoon. Now I'm not gonna put a three hour project on a to-do list. I'm gonna put pieces and portions of that project on the to-do list. And there may be times I'm sitting down and I'm getting things done that are three to four hours long and you just gotta suck it up and you just gotta do it. But at the same time, like that's how I've been able to work within my learning style. It's really one of how do I balance family and business and life is that I just got to be very proactive with my day and, and really utilize the skill sets that are in front of us, which a phone is always in front of us, which means you have an organizer, you have a to-do list, you can have reminders. There's so many ways that you can do these things and not be overwhelmed. Now, let's talk to the times that life just sucks. And I've done that. I've been there. Um, I've probably been there more than I ever wish that I would have been there. And one of the important things that I'll say is when life just sucks, sometimes it's literally hour by hour, day by day, 20 minutes at a time. And you just find that you can make it through. You can't be thinking days or weeks or months out. Sometimes it's just that you're making it through each day. And being focused on right now is actually the best thing for you. Being focused on what's in front of you right this moment actually gives you a break from that whatever horrible thing that you're going through. And it allows you to, to be and to be present and to be connected. And so 
I talk a lot about that because I think it's one that we don't share. We don't share our crisis and we don't share our problems. And I'm not saying we need to. I actually think that we overshare. Um, but there's times to realize that to lean on yourself and to lean on others in those moments is never a state of weakness. But instead, it's saying like this, this village mentality I need. And so reach out to friends, reach out to family, realize that you may need to talk things out. And a lot of women will process out loud. Be very mindful of who you process that with. I think it's one of the biggest mistakes we make is in a relationship, if we're unhappy, then we will go and complain to a third party about that relationship. And then they have a sour taste in their mouth about your partner. You go home and you make up with your partner. You go through forgiveness. You go through reconnection. You go through all these things. But this person didn't get that. They didn't get to see it, feel it, be part of that. So they're just going to hold on to the problems. And so now you're like, what's the issue? But you got to realize you actually set them up and not in a good way. So then the next thing something happens or the next time something happens, we repeat the cycle. And you wonder why your friends are like, I don't know why you don't just leave that schmuck because seriously, and they didn't get to see that side. So I'm a huge believer in saying, be very mindful of what you share. You need to respect your own privacy. That's something that I'm really taking to heart. It's like that we need to respect our own privacy. We need to understand that we have um, procedures and things in our lives that we go through that, um, that we need to be prepared of how can we share and how can we be safe. And so let's talk about some safety with that. That could be with a mental health co um, worker. I'm a huge believer in having mental health therapists and having people to talk things through, process things through, for people to be able to literally say and point out, hey, like this is the way I'm seeing it. This is the way you're saying it. Do you even realize you're saying it like this? That's huge to be able to break through. Um, if you're not in a position that either you want mental health or can afford mental health, which I believe everyone can if they really want it, or it's a priority in your life right now, then I would say start a journal, start writing these things down. We have lost the art of writing things down. And when we're creative and we're writing things out, it actually allows your brain to express itself. And sometimes a really powerful statement could be, what do I need right now? And then you write that down and you just wait. And then I'll start telling you, you start writing again. And you may not even be processing what you're writing in this very um, executive brain, but instead your hands are writing it because it's telling you what you need. And so if you're one of those people, then I'll say start going inward and make this part of your nighttime ritual is that you, you start to unwind, you disconnect from electronics, you reconnect with yourself and you go to this journal and you start really writing down um, either how you're feeling or how your day went and what you're grateful for and what maybe didn't go so well and so you can work through that. And so you're able to go to this place of now I'm preparing for my life and preparing within my life and preparing for the next day. Um, I think it's really an interesting thing as a parent, what we've learned, especially with moms, is that there's that bewitching hour in the middle of the night that all of our kids are asleep and like we're staying up because we finally are alone and we finally can just think. But the problem is we fill it with TV, which is the very last thing about thinking. And so I'm gonna challenge you that if you're one who wants that time at the end of the day, like grab it. I'm not saying don't. I actually, like I loved it. I was a night owl for years and years and um, I got a lot done in the middle of the night, but I'm not quite sure it was as quality as it could have been if I could have done it during the day. And at the same time, be purposeful. Be purposeful with your intention and that you're using that time to uplift or to connect or to decompress or to reset or ground. And so it's one that I'll say, it's like this whole episode, this whole podcast is really about living your, your best life now. And it's messy. 
and it's dirty sometimes and it's not always as perfect as we want it to be, but that's life and that is real and that's reality. And so it's one of saying we get up, make your bed, be purposeful, be connected, give yourself grace, give yourself compassion, um, give others compassion, add movement to your day, eat well, add fuel to your, to your body so it can create what you want it to create. Hydrate really well. Make sure that you're getting the proper uh, fluid that your body needs. Prioritize sleep. There's nothing that beats that. And connect with your partner on a regular basis. Even as we have our running kids around us that literally won't even let us go to the bathroom on our own, you have to and you should and you want to connect with your partner on a regular basis because the two of you are doing life. And it'd be great to be doing life together rather than doing life in its own path. And then you wait till your kids are older and then you go and look at each other and be like, I may know who you are. And that can create um, a whole other level of trauma that you just could have avoided. And so do life together. And it could be that you each have your own piece of it, but you reconnect and you come together on a regular basis. I love um, check-ins and talks and I love weekly date nights. And I love the idea that how are we? And how am I doing? And how am I doing as a partner? And how am I doing as a friend? And, and really, am I showing up like you're asking me to? And, and then we get to ask that on both sides. And that's a really humbling, hard conversation to start. And yet that's been some of the best advice I ever received was to do that on a regular basis and be willing to really listen when your partner is giving you that feedback. Um, it's also one with kiddos, ask them like, what do you think? And how do you think this is going as a kid? And what do you love about life right now? And how do you think you're doing with your siblings? And how do you think like we as a, as a family, like it's totally cool to ask that. And I also look at my kids going, what else? Like, what else can I do? And sometimes our kids need us just to acknowledge that their life is tough right now, not minimize it, not fix it, but just understand and appreciate that their life is also tough and to give them compassion and give them grace and give them love through that and that they're doing the best that they can as well. And realize that we're all, again, we're all doing the best. We're all trying. We all are really doing the best we can. And so parents, you're doing it. You're, you're rocking it. And that rocking may not always be pretty, but I'll tell you, it's that you're moving forward. And that moving forward with purpose and intent is the secret. It's the secret sauce to life. And living your best life now is a secret sauce, not waiting, not delaying, not deferring, but really saying what brings me joy, what brings me happiness, what brings me purpose that I'm going to spend time doing. And it may only be a couple minutes or it may be a couple hours, but it's giving me this outlet and giving me this sense of purpose. And, and I'm able to feed that part of my, my heart every single day and that we get to live our very best right now. It's not always easy, but we don't do easy things all the time. We do hard things and you can do this as well. And we're here to support you.